Hello, everybody. Good evening, whenever, wherever you may be watching or listening. Uh, this is The Yard Sign, the most important relevant podcast in politics. Your host, as always, Johnny Torres. Thank you so much. Uh, we are here on a, uh, what is a Oscars Eve. Uh, now, normally, we uh, wouldn't be talking about the Oscars because, honestly, the only one who cares about the Oscars is an evil. Um, but given la, the... Events that took place. Uh, your mic is off, sir. Um, please uh, wait your turn. Uh, given the events that happened okay. yesterday evening uh, between Will Smith and Chris Rock, uh, we just couldn't help but uh, jump in the Kool-Aid. So like pretty much uh, the rest of the world, we're going to be talking about uh, what in the world happened at the Oscars last night. Um, being that there is so much to cover, as you can see, got a lengthy menu of topics tonight. We're going to go ahead and uh, run through those real quick. Biden blows it in Poland, uh, maybe showing his cards um, or... Uh, just could be another Biden uh, mind lapse. Um, and then we'll also talk a little bit of cybersecurity uh, with our special guest tonight. And uh, so we'll, we'll go back to G.I. Joe Biden uh, and see what he has to say about cybersecurity um, or, you know, what he thinks he knows about cybersecurity. Uh, and the city of Tampa just going through a rash of resignations as there's rumored to be another one coming uh, among our city council. Your mic is still not on, sir. Right, uh, <laughs> and uh, we'll be we'll be closing out tonight's show with uh, local AstroTurf media and uh, uh, what the left is trying to do uh, to, again, get some kind of an edge, some kind of momentum going as we are leading up to what is going to be a disastrous midterm elections for them uh, and, uh, and, and definitely a toss-up of an election in uh, four years or in three years, I guess, technically. Um, so with that being said, now we go to the rest of the table and introduce today's guests. Over on the far left is the far right, Anibal David Cabrera. Now you may speak, sir. Okay, good. And then in our center chair is our uh, cybersecurity and IT expert, uh, now making his second appearance on the show, Mr. Nate Ginter. Hello, sir. Thanks a lot, Johnny. Great to be here. And uh, two-time winner, as far as I'm concerned. That's right. <laughs> he won the lottery. Just wait till you get here the third time. There's <laughs> a, a trophy and everything. We're uh, we're excited to have you back. Um, and, uh, and of course, so we uh, once again kind of tweaked our topics to your expertise. So we look forward to your insight uh, on, on uh, not only those, but all of uh, tonight's topics. Uh, so uh, we obviously didn't scare you away too bad last time. No, it was a, a ton of fun. All right, awesome. And uh, while uh, Neemel uh, continues to file his taxes over there, uh, we'll go ahead and jump into our first topic, uh, which is the GTF Oscars. Uh, because, man, what uh, should have been a very low-rated, boring, uh, run-of-the-mill award show uh, all of a sudden got completely out of hand, enough to uh, make everyone jump on social media and find out what the heck was going on at the Oscars. Um, and so uh, for those of you who haven't seen it yet, uh, we'll kind of give you the verbal breakdown. And uh, Meanwhile, uh, we're going to uh, pull up the video here in just a second. But Chris Rock, uh, one of the presenting uh, hosts. I don't think there was an actual host. There were three hosts, if you would have read the bio we sent you earlier. Okay, but nobody cares about Amy Schumer. Um, the other two. Uh, Wanda Sykes. And? And I don't remember. Taraji Henson, was it maybe? Close. Very close. That's another black woman, though. Oh, okay. 
I just I know there was three women. I don't you know again did not watch, um, except for the the fight which we are about to discuss. That I watched on loop. I will say the first joke did didn't land either. The first joke was like the reason why the Oscars hired three women because it equals one man salary, and I thought that was pretty interesting to just go right out there to the jugular. To, to that I would say three women were less entertaining than one man slapping another man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll take one Ricky Gervais over oh, in those a three. In you a know. And also, I kind of prefer my hosts the, not steal other people's jokes. She did. They did well. Wanda, Especially, Wanda. I actually thought Amy was good. Well, Amy's the joke stealer. If, in yeah. case, for those of you wondering, Amy Schumer um, up there with... Um, uh, oh gosh, what's his name? Uh, the Hispanic guy. Now I'm forgetting his name. Uh, Carlos Mencia Carlos has been accused of stealing jokes uh, from other comedians and other TV shows and things like I, that. I'm a big stand up comedy fan, and, and really, you know, the, there, there was some what they call parallel thinking here and there. The reality is, a lot of the jokes that she's accused of stealing are kind of your basic. I'm a lady in mid-level stand-up yeah, comedy. That's true. That's you fair. Know, th- there's not th- there's not a ton of like you know. There's hey, only so I'm, many ways to kind I'm, of slice that. You know. the, the, like the I'm slutty, aren't I? Like a dude, Apple only has so many yeah. you know different ways you well, can. Prepare. Did you see her outfit? Oy vey, it was horrible. <laughs> well, but then it seems like I had no idea she had that much cleavage. Honestly, well, she doesn't, which is why it looks horrible. <laughs> um, in in so those those girls were pushed to the max. It was horrible. I felt like I was crying when I saw when I saw the dress. Well, you know it's bad when you're making Wanda Sykes looks good. I mean, you know when 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 she, she looked good. I mean, look. I mean, you know, and and honestly, um, when she's not political, Wanda Sykes is hysterical. Oh, one of the funniest ever. Um, and, and again, Amy Schumer. Um, I mean, again, despite what like what you just said, I think is fair to an extent. Um, uh, hasn't been the same since that. Like she has not a she hasn't really done stand up anymore. She's not doing much stand up anymore. Right. B she just hasn't been able to cut above the noise um, to say no. Look, I am funny. I am original. She she She's came not. up at a time like she she hit just when a lot of the the Me Too stuff was getting popular, kind of tracked right along with her yeah. fame. And th- there's there's a million stand ups out there that hit a certain level. I'll, I'll call it solid B comedians that right. are, you know, you'll pay to see them and they're great. Yeah. But once you see their act, if you come back in five years, it's going to be the same act Yeah. because they don't have the capability to really, it's, it's not like a, you know, unfortunately it's a, it's kind of hard to compare to who I think is the best, but Louis CK who can yeah. come out with a new album every year. Yeah. That's, that's unsustainable. It's like saying, how come you're not LeBron James? I think Hollywood yeah. wanted just to find a, a white woman that would be bankable a little bit. And I think mm-hmm. she's gone the course that she can actually go through. Right. Right. In regards to her being funny. Well, I think now, her- Miss Hall, the other woman, the third woman that was there, is a really good actress. She's always, she's very funny. She's in a lot of things, actually. So I, I think it's it's a good way to, to segue to that. I, I enjoyed the three. I think the, a lot of jokes that Amy Schumer tried to pull, it just did not work. It was very wokish, and that just gets really annoying really fast. Well, I did like the one joke, which I also felt I heavily agreed with, which was that she was essentially a replacement uh, for Melissa McCarthy, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. Melissa McCarthy's hysterical. Also super funny. She, she is in, in her, uh, but again though, if you take away like the, I'm the bigger gal, it's, she's it, very she's, physical. The, she's there's, a physical there, There's comedian. a lot of physicality there. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. But you she know, doesn't I, do stand-up. Stand-up's yeah. not a Melissa McCarthy no, thing. That's, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even, like, again, in the lines that she delivers, it's funny because I have uh, never, I had never, 
uh, up until recently seen Gilmore Girls. Mm. Okay. And my girlfriend watches the Gilmore what? Girls. Have you never and watched Gilmore Girls? No. You know what? I don't It's know not why. for me. Why That's am not... I on this podcast? <laughs> I don't I know why you're on this podcast. As I'm, a matter I'm of fact. here for you. I'm only here for you, honestly. <laughs> and all this never stuff. watched Gilmore Girls? Well, now I how have. Do because you, how because I've been made to uh, against my okay. Against let's my all world. calm down. Let's all calm down. <laughs> I'm getting comfortable. Right now. Have you ever watched Gilmore Girls? I I have <laughs> seen it twice. No. <laughs> Ask me if I have ever sat through an entire episode, and the answer yeah. is no. Oh, that's a different. Okay, um, well, see, exactly. It is. It is. Again, it's it's no it's not judgment. For us. I just, I'm more of a Dawson's Creek guy. Oh, <laughs> look at that. Good Sorry. comeback. Oh, Good man. comeback. Jonathan, what is your excuse? My excuse is that it, that show is not designed for me. Okay. I'm not the target audience of that program. Oh, everyone is a target audience of that program. <laughs> I don't I'm more of an always problem. sunny in Philadelphia kind of guy. That wasn't even around during the time of Gilmore Girls. <laughs> no, so it was. was. Yeah. It's, well, no, it's, it's always sunny around since the late 90s. 2005. Oh yeah, yeah. Early 2000s. Yeah. It doesn't matter. You should be watching it. Anyways, I need to understand. But I'm watching Gilmore Girls. Back to my point is, and I see Melissa McCarthy come into the scene, and I'm waiting for her to be hysterical, and she's not. She mm-hmm. is hysterical. No, she's not. <gasps> not to the level that we know that she can be now. Right. Not to like bridesmaids level, right? Not to like I, I can't. some of these but roles just, that she's we had. Are, that. We are straddling the line she's of like, inappropriate conversation when it comes like to Gilmore Girls. Funny, but let's not get so, into this any further than we have to. I am un- the I am the grandmother, and that's all I'll say. <laughs> it's an unfair comparison. Because you, you can't you can't say like you know hey Will Ferrell wasn't as funny in you know say uh, you know any of the TV appearances he did like on SNL sure and then compare that to like Step Brothers where yeah. he gets to use <laughs> you know, you know, rated X language and like <laughs> right right right, you know, right, like, right right there there's different levels there well, well Will well again not not a not an apples to apples comparison but I get what you're saying oh yeah. look yeah, at yeah, look yeah. at um. Uh, uh, Hector's comment would you guys consider her as a female Chris Farley. Mm. About as close as you're probably going to get mm. to a female Chris Farley. That is interesting. Because when she's truly kind of let go and kind of really allowed her to kind of go all out, she can be that physical. Here's where I'll say I think she's definitely in the same league. Uh, is that there? there is an outtake for, uh, I want to say, either like the 40-year-old version or Knocked Up, like one of the uh-huh. two, where she was playing an executive. And in the outtake, she's supposed to be insulting to someone, mm. and they just let her roll. Right, and she gets so filthy and ridiculous, <laughs> and like, and she just keeps going for like two minutes, yeah. and it, that's the funniest part of the movie. Right. All right. Well, we went way off topic. Let's get back on to no, the bandwagon we here. With one, uh, we need one more topic. I need to know: Are you a Logan? Or what? are you a Jess fan? Oh, get out of here. I don't even know what that, what that Nobody knows what that means. Everybody knows what that means. Nobody knows what that yes, means. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Not in this show. This, uh, Not on this show, show buddy. Sorry, Half I was too knows. busy watching Judging Amy to answer that question. <laughs> she <laughs> an even There's better response. I actually saw Judging Amy when it was out on TV. Had before Tom I saw Gilmore Girls. Superman was, was on more that. conversations yeah, that need to be had. I apologize, viewing audience. We will get him caught up with a cultural. Um, and another program. 
Uh, yes, yes, we are definitely going to have that conversation. So later. we, in looking to what the people are now calling the 2020s uh, Zapruder film, okay, we saw, <laughs> let's kind of play how this goes, because there's a lot of speculation into, did he really hit him or not? Was this staged or not? Um, you know, the, you know, was this, you know, all a ploy for ratings? There's a lot of rumors and conspiracies going around about this. I'll say this. I think it was 100% of a real moment. Um, and, and so in breaking down the video, you see that um, Chris Rock makes the joke and they cut immediately to Jada and Will. Jada immediately turns sour. Will, in that split second, is laughing. But then when they cut back to Chris, you don't all you see now him is going, uh oh. Mm-hmm. And then at that point, Will Smith is walking towards him. You don't see him because he's still off camera. All of a sudden, Will goes up, smacks him, What? which, in all fairness, does look like a choreographed slap. It, it does look like a choreographed It does. Even breaking it down by, like, the stills. I mean, it's like, because people are pointing out, well, he's leaning into it, his hand's behind his back, like, he's he's grimacing, like, he's, yeah. like, waiting for it. You know, I, I maintain that, yes. that, that, that I think it, it is a combination of two things. One, when he saw Will Smith coming up, uh, you know, they're, they're friendly. My understanding is not great friends, but friendly. Yeah. He thought that Will's probably coming up to, like, do a little bit of a, you know, some sort of, like, old little bit where he's like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm going to tap you or whatever. Right. There is no way that any man with, like, Will Smith is a, a large individual with yeah. big arms. Taking a whap like that, that, that was not choreographed. Yeah. Yeah, see that that was. I don't know. Now I think I think given who, that who goes back on. in that position, who goes who what man goes uh, back uh, in that somebody position? who's stunned. I don't think he. he I don't yeah. think he. He he didn't ex- he th- I think he expected See, that a right smack that is right not there, the yeah. face that he had before the no. smack. No, but what I was going to get at is is that I think Chris Rock expected to get hit in some form or fashion, Correct. but he didn't expect it to be as hard as it was. Can we go back to the front? Can we go back and, to the hit again? And so, for those of you watching, we are we're we're going to be Look, cycling through the video. I, I just don't. Agree. So is he, uh, Chris actually had his hand back a little bit, like he well, he leaned out. he leaned forward. But you That's see, he's stunned though. He's yeah. I do he's genuinely stunned. I don't think he was expecting to either. They knew this was going to happen. I don't think they knew no. he was going to hit him. I don't he, think. No, I don't think anybody knew it was going to happen. Two other things, real quick. Number one, there's a reason why. If you're not hearing anything, um, they stopped the actual audio broadcast yeah, for right. about a good thirty seconds. Only in the Will United Smith, States, though. Yes. Yeah. That's true. Well, because other countries aren't. Because no way in Washington. Well, they don't. You know, <laughs> like, oh, it's okay to see a man slap another man, but God forbid he says "f" while he does it. You know. So. <laughs> but whatever. that was the other thing. Yeah. Had had. Chris Rock continued yeah. from that point mm-hmm. and and not allowed, not basically confronted Will mm-hmm. verbally. Yeah. I think everybody would have thought that was staged. That was a that was choreographed. That was whole staged. But the fact that Will's genuinely angry and cusses on right. live yeah. television. Yeah. Right. That's the difference. That's part. where I can I, I'll tell you that I mean, is not. Will Smith's not going to cuss in his rap to sell records. That's right. <laughs> that's right. He cussed more <laughs> in this in these two minutes than his entire rap career. National television <laughs> at the Oscars that he did in yeah. his entire rap career. And then they give him an Oscar at the end. <laughs> is it for this performance or is it for the movie performance? I don't know. I think this performance was really good. This may be the Oscar-winning performance. Honestly, I I take back half the things I say about Will Smith, acting wise. <laughs> if Jazzy Jeff oh, had come God. and pulled him off of Chris Rock, oh my God, out of nowhere, well, out of nowhere, just jumps out of nowhere. Well, he's still alive. But look, honestly, knowing Chris Rock 
And Chris Rock is a ruthless stand-up comedian. Mm-hmm. You could tell Chris Rock for a split second thought about like saying, like just tearing him a new one, like comedically. Oh, and right, like he was gonna he, make another. He was gonna make another joke when he gets slapped too. If you look for a split second, his fist balls up and he goes oh, yeah. back like this. Oh yeah, that's not a dude who's playing. Dude. No, no, no. I, I, I don't know. I will. You say, can see there is I'm, a snapshot right there. Mm-hmm. Right there, oh, he's got yeah. his he's got his fist clenched. But when Will walks away, he's like. I'm just going to let him walk away. And then Will goes that's, and he's that's the man yeah. who goes, I just almost got violent. I'm going to put my hands behind yeah, my back. I'm, right. I'm really surprised. Uh, honestly, it's not the BET Awards. This, <laughs> if it was the BET Awards, someone would, oh my God, the meme that came out of this is uh, his wife looking at him. If you were a real man, Tupac would have shot him. <laughs> oh my gosh. She but used to date Tupac. Okay, so that, yeah, that's right, why yeah. she gets to use that reference. Okay, so perfect, perfect lead in to my point about all of this. This was not about this joke. Mm-hmm. Will Smith's reaction to Correct. this mm-hmm. was not about the joke. This is Will reacting to years of him being mistreated by Jada, by him seen as kind of the second man to Tupac, second man to this rapper, this young uh, guy that she slept with mm-hmm. uh, just recently, just a couple years ago. Well, and the whole rap industry for 20 years. He was always seen as kind of a corny. Yeah, but I don't think he ever really took that personal. I, this I don't is, think he ever really, you know, yeah. I think he realized that he he made his millions, you know, mm-hmm. being the like kind of family friendly rapper. Yeah, but you're watching a man that is broken. Honestly, yes. I yes. don't. I don't. I think this, this is, is what's happened. If it is true that this was not planned in any form whatsoever, and this was just a reaction, one, this creates a huge precedence when it comes to comedians getting assaulted on, when they're doing their bit. And I think that's right. one, that's but the one is, thing that we need to talk about. Yeah. The second yeah. one is watching a man that's been beaten so badly by the press and been talked about and been shunned and people talking crap about his wife and his marriage for years. Well, he's been seen, right. He's been seen as a beta male. I think the, the beta in this relationship for so long that he, he felt that in that moment, if he didn't do something, it was just going to be another notch on, on that list of things that have made him correct um, in, an inferior husband and, and, and man in that relationship because she taught her talks are very deep and they're very mm-hmm. they're very important but my god does she take her husband out a lot in regards to those conversations if she was in a wheelchair and he had made a fast and furious <laughs> nine joke no one would be getting up and going so in other words if she had been Liza Minnelli <laughs> like, so listen I we don't are, wanna, wait, whoa, whoa. we are crossing this line <laughs> no, I don't kidding. I don't want to live in a world uh, in which a dude's wife has an illness and knowingly or not yeah. a guy makes a direct reference to it that you can't at least get up and smack someone but will have yeah. been in this it's situation let's, let's will all calm down I mean that's bit. the thing yeah. I mean, it's not cancer. It's not AIDS. It's not something serious like that. It's alopecia. These people live in a a very image, the the most image conscious world possible. And they pick that thing to make fun. No, I'm. I was. That's what I'm saying. I I give him a get out of jail free card. So my point. My point to what went on TV. My no, he shouldn't have done it. Because there is too much money on that stage for you to be playing these games. And you know why? Because he knows how the sausage is made. Mm -hmm. Odds are, Chris Rock didn't even write that joke. Honestly, it's Mm -hmm. kind of a weak joke, even for Chris Rock. Yeah. I mean, because he's he's a much better comedian than that. Oh, correct. I mean, a GI Jane reference. How old is that movie? The movie's like twenty. 
years old. No it's one like a fifteen-year-old movie. And it's no like, one. And Pop Culture has plastic surgery. That, older than that. Right. Yes. Like that. Right. Yes. Exactly. And its name is Ashton Kutcher. I mean, it's just okay. They're not together anymore. Let's all calm down. <laughs> but you know, but again, very few people. You probably even got the reference. Um, and and again, it's a joke about hair. And Will Smith knows that. In in these award shows, most of the stuff is it. most of the stuff scripted, and that in all likelihood he didn't even write the joke himself. And he's sitting in the front row. He knew he was going to get attacked. All of those things are fair. Yeah, but <laughs> at the end of the day, if you make fun of my deformed wife <laughs> oh on stage, you might catch a backhand in the face. Oh I'm my not, god! I'm not saying it should be legal. By I will the way. say this: you saying this is one thing. The, there's a woman on our comment section. Her name is Leona. A very nice, beautiful Hi, old, old woman says, you can sleep with my wife, but you can't talk about her alopecia. <laughs> Seriously. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, that's a winner right this there. Is a, this is a, I, I, I'm not going to say how old she is, but she's a woman of many years, mm-hmm. and she is amazing when it comes to these little comments. I, I get, I don't think it's appropriate for there to be any violence. I agree. It's, you know, he's roasting everyone in the room. hundred percent. So I don't understand why he thought that he won. Well, that was, that another, he was, that was another point I made earlier on Facebook with two friends. Funny enough, it's like one of the most liberal people that I'm connected to on Facebook was actually kind of taking Chris Rock's side on this mm-hmm. and, and, sure. and talking about how out, you know, how completely unnecessary this was for Will to do. Um, and I said, well, imagine had Ricky Gervais been hosting. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you know, I mean, he called the entire room pedophile. Oh, he would have been time. shot. He would have been shot. I mean, he yeah. talked, he, 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 he basically, I mean, Ricky Gervais compared Tim Cook and Apple to ISIS, yes. you know, right. at the, you know, I think it was the, 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 well, one of the Golden Globes. Yeah, I, Golden I Globes. think there was also another weird thing that, like that. I think that because it was a black man talking some smack about another, like his black yeah. wife, like they're, they're, I just think mm. there's there's something there. To me, that, that was the most like disappointing part. Thing. Yeah, there was the, there was a, my initial reaction. Have been Chinese? No, my initial reaction was well because again, it just honestly it feeds so much of of that kind of racist stereotype. True, you know what I mean. And True. two guys that I think have really made their careers above the fray from that. You know, I mean, Chris Rock talks a lot about racism, you know, and Will Smith right. is someone who has overcome a lot to, for his success and, and has genuinely earned his success. Yes. Um, Every time and, a black man's trying to host the Oscar song. <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> Some other black man hits him. <laughs> Dude, that's, but he that's literally has are, you allowed to kind of like that. are you allowed to I, say this joke? Who said that? I, I finished it. Well, you said the bad part. I did say the bad part. <laughs> well, and, 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 and then foremost, I think, because I do, I, lo- I love, I mean, m- it, most, if not everything that Will Smith has done. Oh, um, yeah, it was disappointing because you see, I've always seen him as someone who has been above the fray. Someone who has, you know, preached positivity, uh, preached, you know, you know, let, you know, let's all get along. Mm-hmm. Let's all, you know, very kind of genuine, positive outlook. I mean, I was as surprised by this as if, let's say, The Rock were to actually go and physically assault somebody. Right. Like, it was so out of character, True. I felt for him, that I was really disappointed. And I felt even worse for him for that reason. Or did Will Smith warn us when he said he was wiki wiki wild? Mm. <laughs> People don't understand. 
Well, you got to love the, all the jokes that came out, right? It's oh, like, the well, internet is again winning. It's like, oh, well, now so. we know why they sent him to live with his auntie, auntie and uncle in, in, in Bel Air. You know, I the, didn't even. How did I miss that? That's amazing. Oh no, my oh, favorite one was is uh, you know what did uh, what did Chris Rock wake up with on his face? I, I Fresh know, Prince. <laughs> That's a winner. It's uh, again. It's a. I'll say this not to be not to be down on the situation, but again, mm-hmm. you should not be violent. Violence should not be taken whatsoever. It's gonna now allow for people to think that they can do this when they're at yeah. a, a comedy show. Right. And that's gonna cause problems because there are yes, at, an Amy Schumer slap the hoe. But I'm like telling you, Ricky Gervais, but you go to a Ricky Gervais immediately. <laughs> There's going to be a bulletproof. Ricky Gervais him. is not going to host anything ever again. Yes. Well, I, so I agree with you. And, and by the way, I'm not advocating that you, uh, that, that there should be violence. And especially if you're at a comedy show that that's, that's totally out beyond the pale. Will Smith shouldn't have done it. I'm just not really that angry that he slapped. <laughs> And again, there should be some sort of consequence, but there's a reason why they don't send you to jail for 10 years for smacking but again, somebody. on the street. Sometimes somebody has it coming. On the street, at a private party, at, you know, whatever. Okay, mm-hmm. totally acceptable. Okay. I think I think when you're on, on television, live television, on a global, I'm talking global. This was seen yeah. immediately, instantly around the world. And his brand will suffer for it. Oh, of course. His brand will suffer for it. Um, you know, and... and and okay, people are like, well, this isn't the first time he's snapped this way. He did. But even the other thing I felt was equally justified. But if that was at least in a more appropriate setting. He was sure. on a red carpet. Some right. guy like hugged up on him and kissed him, you know, and like got a little weird. And that's so, the, so yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. And so Will Smith like <laughs> smacked the crap out of him. Right. But again, that's self-defense. Honestly, he got off easy. Right. Um, I think in this situation, again, it, it was sad to see uh, because... So many in in our culture, sadly, look up to, uh, you know, our celebrities as role Mm -hmm. models uh, to see him kind of fall that way, you know, and to see him fall subject to his to his emotions. So he did release a statement. Uh, thank you, Madam Producer, for sending me, so, sending me this um, statement from his, I'm assuming his Instagram. But it wasn't I, the award show. It, it wasn't was, the acceptance speech. Because I was, thought that was lame, too. I thought that was, like, okay, I did something wrong. Let me it would have been a great acceptance speech without the incident. Correct. It would have. So uh, Will Smith from his page, uh, violence in all of its forms is poisonous and destructive. My behaviors at last night's Academy Award was unacceptable and inexcusable. Jokes at my expense are a part of the job, but a joke about Jaden's Jada's medical condition was too much for me to bear. And I reacted emotionally. I would like to publicly apologize to you, Chris. I was out of line and I was wrong. I am embarrassed and my actions were not indicative of the man I want to be. There is no place for violence in a world of love and kindness. Bullshit. I say I, if he the skips pub, the first paragraph. The publisher. That's basically the publicist wrote yeah, this. But if he skips the first paragraph where he explains, first of all, I, I, I hate these blankets. 
uh, statements where people come out and go, the, the, you know, yeah. violence in all its forms is poison and destructive. Right. Um, like they're trying to teach everybody nature, a lesson. Well, no, but I'd be like, yeah. okay, you, nature is nothing but violence. Sure, and yeah. it's how the entire world, like the, the universe is violent. As we uh, say, as we're, we're in the middle of a war. Yeah. Right. And, and so, so, okay. So if we now go and defend a country uh, that's being overrun, with violence, now we're poisonous Correct. and destructive. Correct. So it's just those stupid blanket statements that I have no use for. And also in the beginning, they're talking about, well, this is why I did it. Hey, how about you just apologize? Yeah. Say you're out of line and let's all move on. Trying to come up, those are excuses. It, it, it was unacceptable and excusable, but here's my excuse yes, for why exactly. it happened. Yeah. The, second yeah. the second paragraph yeah. is all I needed. Exactly. I yeah. would like to publicly right. apologize to you, Chris. That's it. That's all you needed to do. Right. Right. Hundred percent. And again, I mean, I'm I'm not a doctor. Mm -hmm. I mean, and I don't know anything about alopecia. Why have you been doing you all know, those but, exams on me? Huh? You're not a doctor. <laughs> We've been doing all those exams. Oh, what do you think the second room is for? <laughs> what's the what, what's the copay about? <laughs> all I know. Did he make you sit down also for supplies? Of course, uh, supplies. for part of it. For part. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> tell me, you used a glove. <laughs> They're gloves. Just on you. <laughs> Only on an evil. Oh, I've gone in my colon checked four times <laughs> oh my on this God. show. Allegedly, <laughs> oh, it's a requirement. Oh, on the show. It's part of my COVID protocol. <laughs> Special guests. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the NDA that we're going to have you sign later oh, on today. Geez. <laughs> Wait, Anyways, there's so much, is there's this so much this to get along. Yeah, this show's gone off. No, but there's so the much more to talk about the, the, the uh, Oscars than just what happened. The slap yeah. heard around the world. Yeah. Also, the word um, Ukraine was not said once. There was a moment of silence uh, mm -hmm. for the situation. They put something on the screen, everything else. But people were really pissed that no one said anything. Even Mia Kunos, who is from that part of the world, well, did not Russian, use the word so. Ukraine. Yeah, but, like, but they, people were really upset about it. What more do they want us to do? Is like it's not like well, we and it's not the again, it's not the platform for yeah. it. Like Ricky Gervais said, nobody cares what you think. Right. Nobody like <laughs> hence why you know, they do it. You know hence why they do it. And so yeah, people expected it, but honestly I'm glad they didn't because they have no knowledge or expertise in the subject. I would rather have expected that I would rather have them talk about Ukraine than not talk about the GOP. Because that they kept on talking about that shit the entire time. Well, of course, because it's their it's their one it's their thing that they get all excited about. You know, it's uh, you know, but again, uh, and you know, again, that's a whole other issue. But you know, they lost that issue. Mm. You know, they can talk about it all they want, but at the end of the day, Ron DeSantis won that issue. Right. It has actually been polled as being favorable among Republican and Democrat voters because they know what the actual policy exactly. is. Mm -hmm. You know, and so they want to twist it into something that, that isn't there. Disney employees want to go ahead and walk out against this bill. Meanwhile, over over in Polk County, they're arresting Disney employees. Right. You know, like they're lining up for a bread line. I mean, there there were like fourteen Disney employees that got caught up in a weird scheme. Of in all of those, in all of those, whenever they do though that big roundup of, yeah. of guys in, in Polk County, there's inevitably a handful of those well, uh, guys from Disney. You have Correct. to figure though. It, in in fairness to the mouse, uh, it, there are a ton of employees at that corporation. Sure, of yeah. course. So out of any thousand people you round up. There's going to be, and they were rump, lumping like regular dudes looking for hookers in with like the, yeah. some of the kid stuff that was going well, on. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, you know, <laughs> you don't, you don't want to have happen, but you know, it's just a large enough sample size, but I get where you're I, I don't know where to go from there. Well, I, but I anyways, I mean, again, it's a big topic. I think, I think does, does this, does this fight at the end of the day, does it diminish? I think the 
gravitas, the kind of elegance of the Oscars. I think it. I, I still find the Oscars very boring. And, yeah. Uh, you know, but now I might watch them. I, I don't think people care so much anymore. I don't think the, the Oscars are boring. I think. The fact that Lady Gaga did not get an Academy Award for her performance in Gucci was an issue. And I think a lot of people were upset about it. Her dress was fabulous. Um, some other issues on the the red carpet. A lot of hits, a lot of misses in that regards. But I will say, I think just the the, the social relevance of the Oscars is hilarious. No, How but much they, pressure or the lack of it. Those, because the problem is, is that now you've got some like 12-year-old out here that's just as famous as somebody mm-hmm. who made a multi-million dollar film. Yeah. Right. And so being famous. For how long? That's going to be the problem. It, it doesn't matter. The the being famous now has just no. lost its significance. If PewDiePie, oh, they've, lost they've lost control. If PewDiePie blanked out his screen on Twitch during the Oscars, that would make more news than anything that happens in a right. normal Oscar. Yeah. I, I understand the words that came out of your mouth. I just don't. He's know, like the world's biggest enough. Twitch streamer. He's got right. like so 70 million followers. Or something. Yeah. I know he's not American, so he's not paying taxes to the United States, even though the majority of his You're income right. is created by watching. I feel that no, that should be you updated make the, the tax results. You want to make the Oscars relevant? Have it hosted by all these YouTubers. Yeah. Get it's all these not, YouTubers and make happen. them host it. Mm-hmm. And, They're not and, polished enough. They're not. They, it's going to be horrible. I will say. No, but I will that would say be this. hilarious, though. It would be amazing. You know, David, what's his face, would probably do something awesome. Like, David yeah, Dobrik Dober. would do it a heartbeat. He has his own drama. They should make right him now. host like the Knicks, the the, the Nickelodeon kids. They, they have, they have. Oh, okay, do that. Those will show you. I don't watch that one either. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, wait, one last thing. They tried to do a rendition of uh, "We Don't Talk About Bruno," which was ridiculous, and I feel that that needs to be talked about more and more. Nobody that. saw it. Nobody watched the Oscars anymore. It was a big deal that they tried. No, to No, it, it wasn't. They, they butchered it. The fact that nobody's talking about it goes to show you that nobody talks it's about Bruno. <laughs> Okay, good. Much less the Oscars. Are you done? Yes. Okay, let's move on. Because uh, if it hadn't been for Will Smith, Rick Rick James and Chris Rock, (laughs) I mean, nobody would be talking about the Oscars today. I wanted wanted it more of like a a Riri situation where he punches. punches I want somebody to take the video and and over his hair back to the Corvette. No, see, I want somebody to take Would it be like a Beyonce situation in the elevator with Jay-Z or like, I want to see that. I want, I want somebody to take the video and overdub the Chappelle show (laughs) audio from the Rick James sketch where he says, what did the five fingers say to the face? And then, you know, the rest. So we we know a lot of people that have that ability. Yes, so I might have a weekend project there. Because <laughs> right. you have nothing else better to do. Right, exactly. All right, let's go ahead and move on. Again, everybody, thank you so much for watching The Yard Sign, listening to The Yard Sign, whenever, wherever you may be doing. So don't forget, you can uh, join uh, our, the show live as we broadcast on Clubhouse. Okay, we've got Hector hanging out in the Clubhouse room, and uh, we also um, you know, would love to have you in our Clubhouse room as well, where we can bring you in like a you'd call into a radio show. Um, so look up Johnny Torres on Clubhouse or look for the room of the yard sign. Uh, also, you can subscribe to the audio version of our podcast. If you missed any of the video live broadcasts of our pro- uh, program, you can go to any of the uh, podcast platforms at the Tech Overlords at Google, Apple, Spotify, Audible, Amazon, iHeartRadio, Odyssey, and Samsung podcast platforms. Subscribe, follow, review, all that good stuff. Uh, we appreciate you for doing so. I think we're 
averaging somewhere between two and 300 downloads a month, which is a beautiful thing. And uh, uh, I think we're going to try to double or triple that number this year. So I'm excited about that. That being said, one of the things that's going to help us there is actually our good friends over the Community Patriots. We want to thank them for coming on board as our sponsor. Uh, they have amazing events that they're putting on every single month, okay? Not in not just a monthly meeting type of organization. They actually have a great uh, media training workshop coming up with our good friend Travis Horn uh, that's going to be uh, this coming month. Oh, actually, it was tonight. <laughs> All right. Well, there we go. Um, so, uh, but and we'll leave it up there because I want to make the point basically that again, this is not just about political activism. Um, you also can gain a, a huge skill set here uh, attending events like this, like this media training boot camp, uh, where you learn how to talk to newspapers, television stations, radio stations, how to make the news, how to talk to the news. Uh, and not get in trouble by talking to the news. Um, but also, you know, if you have any aspirations of running for office or supporting those who do, uh, events like this are a great way to kind of educate yourself on the process and how to do it and uh, do it effectively and efficiently. So uh, keep your uh, eyes open for more information as they schedule more events. Uh, again, it's Community Patriots. You can go to community-patriots.com. That's community-patriots.com. Again, for uh, all of their events and information on that uh, amazing organization. Uh, thanks uh, to Jeff and Kimberly for um, their support. Uh, all right, so moving on. So Biden blows it in Poland uh, as, uh, you know, if you can get a coherent spe uh, speech out of him, uh, inevitably there's something they're going to have to walk back. And, uh, of course, uh, in Poland, uh, not being, uh, you know, it's certainly not to be left out. Uh, from Biden's gaffes. Uh, Nate, you know, you kind of brought this to my attention because it was actually something that I didn't catch. Uh, but what they're saying here is, is that, uh, you know, he basically uh, not only has he inadvertently called for regime change, uh, which, uh, again, is raised you know, uh, everybody's tensions. Uh, but then he's also kind of subliminally primered our soldiers mm -hmm. to have some expectation of going into action. Well, uh, let me stop you there for one second, Johnny, because as we know, I am a two-time winner on this show now <laughs> as uh, the, one of the most special guests ever to, to grace our stage. And uh, also, I was last here about a month and a half ago, and uh, I don't know if you want to call me Nate Stradamus, but one of my big predictions was that I, I thought there was almost no way that uh, Putin was going to invade the Ukraine, and I still don't believe the coverage. So <laughs> I actually did say I didn't think he was going to invade. I, so, wonder, I think I was the complete opposite of your position. You, you were, you were like, really? Like I think he's going to. I'm like, no way. I was so, like, it's 100 percent he's going to do something, and 50 percent it's going to be one or the other. Hey, I was, I was actually very surprised by that. Actually, but so, not to not to deal with, but you, you are you are uh, entirely correct. Um, you know, one of the things that that I thought was interesting, a lot of people that were kind of middle of the road or right leaning that that moved their vote from Trump in 2016 to Biden 2020 was they were tired of Trump shooting off his mouth and these these Twitters that were always coming out and everything. I'm like... That he was unpredictable. I, yeah, yeah. he was unpredictable or just wasn't like really thinking through what he said. And in, in a 24-hour span, he he like literally says as the leader of the free world that he wants regime change in Russia. And he well, while he's addressing the, the, a group of, of people that were troops on the stage, he turns to them 
them and talks about how great the Ukrainian fighters are uh, stepping in front of tanks and fighting us. And he literally says to them, and you'll see when you're there. Like, like not, it wasn't a gaffe. It wasn't like, oh, I have no idea. It was just like, he forgot for a second that he hasn't let everybody in on the fact that we are literally waiting to go invade a non-NATO country right. and we're looking for any excuse to do it. Yeah. It's what it is. Like, let's yeah. not, like, and I was also really annoyed by the statement that he pulled back. Hey, it's fine to go, I, I, I want Putin out of there. If, if it was my call, I'd have him out of there. Yeah. And then explain why it's not your call, which it's not. <laughs> right. Well, and that's exactly right. You know, so you were saying, okay, so uh, the claim was that U.S. President Biden told U.S. troops in Poland about Ukraine. You're going to see when you get there. Obviously, they give the context. Mm -hmm. um, and as expected, now they're trying to walk it back. Right. They're not only trying to walk that back, but they're trying to back, walk back the statement that he made about needing regime change. I believe there's a, even the, there's a third gap. I, I cannot. I know there are three gaps. That major gas from this week, from this weekend alone, but I cannot think of their own. But yes, there was the regime change in, in Russia. There was the um, troops being sent to the borders. I think there was one more also, but uh, we'll get back to that in a second. I, I loved his defense for saying I want regime change. Was I had just come back from talking with some Ukrainians and I was very emotional. Because that's what you want. That's what you want. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> that makes cool. it better. From what I understand, yeah. dealing with old people, emotion, when you get emotional, it's when the, the medicine doesn't work as well. Or it's after it sundown. Or after sundown. <laughs> How long do you think it took him to get balanced on like what he's actually talking about? With the, with the time I, he, he may still not be It sure. even takes me a day to get normalized when I go to Europe. I, I, I have no idea, quite frankly. Like, watching that, it was it, it just... It was to me like a total projection. Like I was like, if this had been another person that these people didn't like, it would be nothing but twenty-four hour coverage about why this guy oh, needs to if be. If this was Trump, oh yeah, if mentally this was unfit. Trump? Oh my yeah. gosh. Well, that's the that has been again the most comical part about this administration is that everything that they accused Trump or that, that they, they assumed or predicted that Trump was going to do, Biden has pretty much done in, in these first you know year plus of his administration. Was it Trump is the only president in the last four decades that did not get us into a military conflict? Mm -hmm. Like, that's insane. Right. It's absolutely insane. And now... Well, the, he has to go. And now there are... <laughs> yeah. Wish, and now there are huge publications that... And it's an either or. It's a... It's a no, he was speaking the truth and we need to represent what he's saying from MSNBC, like encouraging that kind of war margoline, war um, escalation. Or President you get Biden? like the Washington Post. <laughs> I know. You get like the Washington Post that was like, look, stop making excuses. Like this man is gafting and we know it's happening. And so we need to mm -hmm. stop making excuses and let people know that he is not well. And the problem is, is that you can't send Kamala in because no. she's, just as, bad, she's just as bad, if not worse. Because she just goes on these ramblings that that mean nothing. If they put Kamala in, it will become the senior military staff that run all those decisions. <laughs> so no, I, I right. don't, and I don't mean that even in a bad way. She knows her strength. She's not a military leader. She's not a wartime president. And she's going to defer to the experts that are around her. And those boys like to play with their toys. Oh yeah, you know the, 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 this has been one. It's their livelihood. It's their relevance. It's uh, you know justifies their budget. Well, we're out of Afghanistan. Someone needs to fill in that budget. So it, why not a long term war in, in, in Ukraine. And this is my, this is what I fear. I fear that, uh, the, uh, Ulensky, uh, is trying to figure out a way to get Zelensky. Zelensky. I'm sorry. is trying to get out of the situation. 
I think what's happening now is that the West really wants there to be a long time war to be able to basically bankrupt Russia in regards to what's happening in Ukraine and have them do a long bloody war. I don't think that's going to happen. Our, still, our media definitely wants that. Definitely, so they so definitely it, want it, a there, war. there is such a vested. It, it's almost gross. CNN wants a war. Oh, so does so does Fox News. Don't kid well yourself. because at don't this point yourself they do too. No, it's, but it's, it's, no one was watching CNN. The yeah, only <laughs> time you watch CNN is for car ra- car chase and tornadoes. That's well, they not true. Somebody has to run the boards at CNN. What <laughs> <laughs> they want it for ratings, A, and B, they want it to, so that they, they, because they feel that this is probably the only way at this point that Biden's approval ratings are going to improve. And it has not. It has no. So they've continued further. to crash. And if he does it, see, well, I think what they're figuring out is that Unlike this isn't the same society that it was in the fifties yeah. and the sixties, even, the, 70s, 90s, even, even, even in the nineties. Yeah. That if, if, if he goes to war now over this, which is not super popular, he's not going to get the bump and he's going to get the flat. Correct. I mean, I, I, I would say you probably have two Republican wins in a row. If they go into the because yeah. first of all we'll still be fighting the Russians in eight years. That's not a quick war, and we'll probably be fighting something called the Russo-Japanese or Russo-Chinese alliance because there's no way China's not going to jump in. I mean, so far China's trying to play. They will take Taiwan. No, China will not take Taiwan because of what they've just seen. The mm. fact that we have levied such financial um, sanctions on Russia is the reason why China will not get involved. And now they see that Russia has been talking some real bullshit when it comes mm. to their military ability to yeah. run a war. Well, well, that's I think, true. Well, that's true. That's, that's a, that's a that's, big problem. You're, you're I think China's there. realized that, you know, the, the fellow bully that they thought that they had, uh, you know, in their pocket, in their they pocket. were paying him off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. got his face punched in. Right. Yeah. And yeah. now doesn't know how to get out, out of the situation without looking like an idiot. And that's the bigger problem. What, will, what needs to happen so that Putin can get out. There needs to be an off-ramp. And no one is ta- no one in this administration is talking about an off-ramp. Well, the, the, the problem is he put himself in a position where he blew up all the off-ramps behind him. Correct. You yeah. know, th- that, that's one thing that I, I think is unfair to levy it. You know, the uh, like a lot of people, you know, Zelensky or other people that are at the table to say, well, how can we let him out of this gracefully? He made a bad move. He was a schoolyard bully that got exposed for being kicked by like the smallest. Yeah, the but this school schoolyard bully has nuclear weapons. And that's, so the same way that we did not take a victory lap during the fall of the Soviet Union the first time. Right. Is a reason that's that's what we do. We yeah. are not those people that do a victory lap when something like this happens. And I think Joe Biden has already talked is already starting to talk about a victory lap and it's starting to piss off a lot of people. And the American public has already shown in the polling that they do not like the position it's going because gas prices are going through the roof. Food right. is about to go through the roof. I have a client that uh, that the organ that does distribution of eggs and milk, and that is getting ridiculous right now. Yeah. What 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 if um you know like if, if just the, two things. I'm I'm always curious to hear, to hear this. We take nuclear weapons off the table. Does your opinion of what we do change at all? No. No. Okay. Because I don't think I I truly don't think anyone is that insane to truly pull that lever. Okay. Because I I personally think if nuclear weapons weren't on the table, we'd be in Moscow right now. You're dealing with a country with 150 million people, and Americans don't do very... This is the difference between... And I'm going to say this because I can because I'm brown. uh, There's a difference between you invading a brown country Mm. and you invading a a European 
country. There's no, we're seeing that we're seeing that plainly between you know again uh, people are making the comparisons to you know Afghanistan yes. and Iraq and you know and and all these Middle Even, Eastern countries yeah. to how people are, are reacting and treating you know the people who are fleeing the Ukraine. Yeah, even the Russians. Mm. Yeah, even the Russians themselves have treated uh, certain parts of Kiev differently than they would have done in Syria. Like Syria was nothing but carpet bombing the entire time. We blew up entire cities in Afghanistan and in Iraq. We mm-hmm. would not do that, and Russia would not do that in Ukraine. The only reason why I give the option for a nuclear weapon is because Putin, in, trapped in a corner, will do something stupid. And I think that might yeah. be an option three. But if he does that, then all table, all, then we will be in Moscow. So my, my other question is, if he comes to the table and he says, how about you just give me the Russian, the, the ethnically Russian Dumbass portion and, of and, yeah. and, um, Crimea, yeah. I think that would be, that would work well i think Zelensky will will take that offer the problem is you still have a hundred thousand troops in ukraine that need Mm -hmm. to figure out a way to get out and the problem that's happening now that i think people aren't realizing is that the russian military is in a position that they cannot it's so difficult right now Mm -hmm. what the the we're at we're at seven generals that that the russians have lost in the last month of fighting they've lost um, they've lost Okay, so sixty thousand or sixteen thousand troops have been killed. Okay, fifty thousand are wounded or have have walked away or something else. Mm-hmm. They've downed one hundred and twenty one planes, one hundred and twenty seven uh, helicopters. They've sunk seven boats. Like I am surprised the Ukrainians are even still in this fight. Right, and at the end of the day, I think they will pull it out because. They're already this far in. I think they're already starting to take land and take territory back from the Russians. And again, my sources have been telling me that the the Russians are in a complete uh, evacuation and moving back into the Donbass regions. What what happens if they so so if they get back to their? I'm I'm just throwing this out there, you know. Uh, but so if if Russia gets back to whatever their border, they do they do somehow find a way to mostly exit. Well, now they've seen how weak their military is. What's to stop Ukraine if they get their war machine rolling? No, Ukraine won't do anything. You think they wouldn't wouldn't advance at all? What's going to happen is if... The, if Putin has a big enough bloody nose, there mm-hmm. will be a re- there will be a regime change. Yeah, I mean the they next, don't they don't have the months. they don't have the the firepower the resources to kind of swing the pendulum the other way. Sure, yeah, you know. So I think it, as long as they get them out, I think that's good enough for them. And they win, you know. And that's where they win. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And there will be a Marshall Plan like no other has ever been seen before to rebuild the country. But again, I think the fear is this. In the United States, there's a process to become a leader. There's a mm-hmm. process to, to get elected, to become president, everything else. There is no process in Russia to get to that position. Of the maybe two or three million American citizens in the United States that are have some political position or have some kind of ability to lead, Russia has maybe 100 150 and and we're starting to knock those out even more now every time Mm. they lose a general it's someone they they don't replace because they're so afraid of of a revolution again that they've been isolating themselves and again what happens with an uh, when the when the the curtain falls again and i don't know what that's going to look like well so one of the elements of, of this war that i think um has actually kind of fallen short of expectation to kind of transition into our next topic um his the cyber war. Yeah. You know, Putin himself said that the next war would be of ones and zeros and blah, 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 you yeah. know, and, uh, you know, and, and, and we thought much like 
their physical firepower. We thought that Russia was was or does have like this kind of superior, massive uh, type of cyber, you know, uh, uh, military, um, you know, uh, department. I guess, for lack of a better term, or or or, or team, you know, that was going to kind of sure. was going to cause all kinds of chaos uh, through cyber hacks and cyber attacks. And we haven't really seen any of that. No, and, and this is where I declare myself one for two on issues. Uh, yeah. you know, wrong about the invasion. But I did also say I don't think there's any significant – I would say not that Russia do, doesn't have some sort of force. They absolutely do. But every day American infrastructure has to stand up against people that make – Tons of money if they get mm-hmm. through. You know, this is the entire world. You're right. talking about North Korea. Uh, what, like North Korea has very sophisticated, very smart uh, hackers and a large infrastructure. But not even just against you know, us. Yeah. I mean, think about right. it. This is this could have something that could, they could have easily weaponized against the Ukraine and shut them down in ways that we hadn't counted on. So the, and we haven't even seen that side. Well, of it. Th- th- so what they've actually been doing, and this is kind of fascinating, the Russian military has actually been targeting major there's like six major inf, inf, internet providers in 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 Ukraine okay and they have been targeting their facilities but the, the, those the, again just hence why show, Elon Musk you know was brought in and but uh, but one of the things that was wild is that you have these stories of these companies these private companies actually going we're part of the war effort now banding together and actually going out and repairing each other's equipment and running new lines yeah. and wow. things like the that. fact that the infrastructure is still stable the fact that we're still getting pictures yes. from key the fact that the lights are still on. Yeah. I am so surprised the lights are still on. Well, it's mm-hmm. kind of like in the way that, you know, COVID sped up the, you know, the whole work from home yeah. element and, 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 and really expanded on people's reliance mm-hmm. on, you know, internet and, and, and being able to, to do stuff from home. I would imagine, again, this is going to do things for satellite sure. internet technology, you know, that, that, no. that was probably supposed to be that. And drones. Mm. The things that the drones are doing right now, they're right. dropping bombs, they're dropping care packages, yeah. they're dropping supplies. This is the revolution in drone technology that oh, is yeah. what, what was needed. I mean, are they really not using? I mean, is my assumption wrong there? I don't know. To what extent, really? I mean, when we hear like Elon Starlink and all that so, sort of so stuff. Here, here's the issue with satellite technology. It's great for pulling down information. It's terrible for putting it back up. Right. So when, when you you need like a satellite broadcast that's tuned exactly right to get anything there, otherwise you have to depend on some other. So if you have satellite internet here in America, you've got a landline that actually sends your information back mm-hmm. because an old dial-up modem is faster than you can actually send a signal back up to, to their system. Wow. Okay. So, so the, the reality is it's it, I think it has a lot less to do, and those are the cool things that catch – you know, you, you catch the news. Sure. But I think it has more to do with just, honestly, boots on the ground IT soldiers out yeah. there. Right. You know, repairing those lines and, and keeping everything running. Just like, you know, your your power folks, you know, keeping the grid up and running. Right. It, like you said, it is a miracle. It is. You know? The fact that so many Ukrainians have stayed, the fact that so many ha- have made sure that they're a part of the war effort. I think another thirty or 40,000 Ukrainians signed up over the weekend. I mean, these people are coming. I mean, it's a country of 40 million people. Yeah. Like these, if you think about it, half of the population is men and that's 20 million and then a percent 
percentage of that is under the age of 40. Well, it's also and the their power, demographic is a much better. It's also than the power of the, the propaganda there, right? Because right. if the propaganda, you know, and I don't mean that in, in a necessarily and negative term, you know, but if the Ukrainians can give the impression that they're on the upside of this war, mm-hmm. well, then, yeah, that's going to give people confidence to then sign up if they hadn't done so already and say, you know what, we may have a chance here to save our country. And that's the beauty. And I'm sorry for getting you off. No, no, that's please. the beauty of having a, you get an extra 16,000. They go through a week of training and then mm-hmm. then you can put those guys in checkpoints and in the major cities yeah. so that you can get the experienced guys at the front lines and be able to mm-hmm. fight what needs to get fought. Now, Nate, Absolutely. so so to kind of go go back and again, move yeah. on to the next topic. And thank you, everybody, for watching The Yard Sign. Um, don't forget, uh, you can uh, follow the show. If you missed any of the show, you can uh, subscribe to the audio portion of our podcast on any of your favorite podcast platforms uh, all over the country, all over the world, uh, even. Uh, we do have some international listeners, thanks to you guys. Um, and, and so kind of want to touch on that because again you know we we've kind of seen what didn't come to fruition in terms of a cyber war right. you know and but you know <laughs> it's interesting the timing of it because not only here in the United States but we're seeing world leaders in other countries all allude to the urgency now the need for cybersecurity and and you know and, and and how you know it's like everybody needs to kind of you know get up to speed on this but Biden's was kind of especially uh unique well, as expected why yeah well, well one of the things that i find frustrating being in the in the cybersecurity profession is it's always one where people are always saying well we need to do a better job or look out here comes the boogeyman again right um and and there is some truth to the fact that you should always be paying attention to cybersecurity, but I liken it to like, yes, you should always be, if you're running a business, you should always be paying attention to your cash flow. Yes, that's true, but the idea that there's some brand new, massive, never before heard of threat is just frankly lying. It's it's, it's not true. And when when the president comes out and and delivers these speeches, um, I really wish he would just say, hey, it's wartime, you know, just be on your toes. Right. Make sure you're tightening everything up as much as you can, and that's cool. And leave it at that, because when he tries to go deeper, I don't know who he's trying to talk to. <laughs> if he's trying to talk to me as a cybersecurity professional, he literally made this statement, and uh, and, and he's and he's flipping his page over, and, he's, and uh, bank can enable cybersecurity by default. I have no idea what that means. Uh, it makes zero sense to anybody, and it's also not a true statement, even just as simple as it is. So, um, I, I wish, I mean, this was, this was part of what was actually written for him, right? Despite, you know, I'm (laughs) sure him going off speech, they go in May, I issued an executive order to modernize our defenses and position to the federal government to lead rather than lag in its own cybersecurity. I mean, really, I mean, Mm -hmm. is the federal government really falling behind in cybersecurity? So what they've done is they basically put out another set of standards that they say you should follow for cybersecurity, right? They're not, really much different than the ones that came before them. The only real requirement that's actually different as far as I can tell, the the major policy change is that further down the chain in the military supply line. So if you're a company that makes parts for a company that makes parts for say Boeing, you further down the chain, you're required to meet these, these specific right. technologies. Yeah. That okay. was the national security memorandum. Yeah. So, okay, that's cool. It's yeah. called CMMC, you know, but th- yeah. that's, that's groovy. He did do that. That was already in the works for a year before he got into office. <laughs> he right. just signed it. That literally has nothing to do with him or his administration, but that's okay. 
okay. You know, I'm, I'm even like you take credit for what's happening when you're in office. Um, the, the, the part that, that kind of riles me up a little bit though is, and I don't have the, I don't have the transcript in front of me, but the way that he did actually perk up a little bit and kind of got a little indignant when he talked about how the government was shoring itself up and these private companies, you know, we don't have access to your stuff and you're going to oh, have to God. show this. Like, oh, yes, you don't because we're private and that is well, correct. I was going to say the frightening the, the, thing yeah. here, just a little bit further down in the speech mm-hmm. is saying by using the, the power of federal technology spending, we're improving the software available for use to all Americans. You know, so basically they're hoping that Americans are going to use whatever this government, you know, issued software is. We don't even use the government issued masks <laughs> no, during no. the vaccine. <laughs> and, and and by the way, I have heard zero about this. So right. I, I think it's again, him not understanding the briefing that was there. And, and to be fair to him, the people bad. writing the speeches that he's reading, oh, they fluff. also don't understand cybersecurity. I mean, they're like our 100 day action plan well, to improve cybersecurity across the electricity sector yeah. has already resulted in more than 150 utilities serving 90 million oh Americans committing to deploy cybersecurity technologies. And we are working to deploy action plans for additional critical infrastructure sectors. So do you want me to summarize that? Yeah. Do not open an email from <laughs> Lacey7XXX. <laughs> from dot com <laughs> or any dot, dot gov extension are you <laughs> right well dude and i'll tell you another thing that was really funny is listening to uh and, and she's the head of cyber for i want to see dhs uh, she, she's kind of the cyber girl i don't have her name offhand but they tapped her to do like a full briefing and she comes out and she has she says with se- sentences to this effect we have credible intelligence that are uh top level intelligence communities are seeing threat intelligence coming in that says Russians could be researching ways to attack us from a cyber posture. So it's like 18 if then statements saying yeah. we have real intelligence that says they might be looking into something guys. How much do these people get paid? They might, uh, they might be. Good how good. many commas are in her page? Oh yeah. So I, I, w- I would love to know. Yeah, so I, I will tell you. There sure, was a, it's at least a few. There, there was a certain <laughs> head of the IRS that uh, said before Congress that uh, she could not produce emails from a certain period because her computer died. Now, uh, there is only one thing that can be true about that statement. It either is or it isn't. And if that is not true, that means that the government wasn't using email servers that stored email. They weren't following their own guidelines to retain financial services data for seven years. Yep. They were doing zero backups, and they had no archives. Now, I can believe both sides of that story, but one of them really, really would have to be like the most egregious failure of IT of all time. I you know? do not trust this government when it comes yeah. to laptops. No, and when they are found, and what uh, what items are in them? Well, that's yeah. the theory behind like all of a sudden all these all these uh, 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 nations right. deciding to make cybersecurity a priority because right. in reality, what they're looking to do is to find ways for them to 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 be able to hide more stuff. Let's yes. say the northeast quadrant of America goes into a blackout tomorrow, and we say it was a cyber attack by Russia, and we need to respond. I'm okay with that. You're okay with responding? No, I'm okay with the Northeast going. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm from there, so I would like to see that. But again, it's it's the old uh, smoking gun, the old you know nuclear mushroom cloud shuffle de do. Right, it's the difference between a a nuclear mushroom cloud and then the the grid going down. If you take that grid down for more than three days, 
uh, about down, half the was, population is supposed to starve. According no, to what they no, say. no. Well, that's what they say. When the New, not, when the New York true. blackout happened in like, I think it was like 2002. It was after mm-hmm. 9-11. Mm-hmm. And I think it was like four, three or four days that, that the whole Northeastern went down and they didn't have power. I won't, I won't say that it, people will go a week. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Uh, because uh, you northerners know what? don't know how to. I am, I am going to say I believe it is seven days. I think you're right. Yeah, but th- that's how far the if food you're supply. Floridian, you know, yeah. you have to have a, a bug out bag and food for two weeks. I just developed a <laughs> taste a for human flesh, so that that makes it that extends it's my super gamey and also. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to salt at me, baby. Yeah. Or enough supplies for a hurricane party of 150. Or a fishing pole if you want to be a weirdo. Ooh, I'm not fishing. <laughs> However, we bought we, we have plenty of canned food that is that was bought from like Sprouts or something like that. Okay. All right, we're gonna go ahead and uh, jump off the you know jump off the Biden bandwagon for now. Uh, I'm sure much more to come on that front. Uh, thank you again, everybody, for watching. We hope you're enjoying this episode of the Yard Sign. Uh, Nebel David Cabrera, Nathan Ginter, joining me today uh, on uh, tonight's topics. We've been having a lot of fun today. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and uh, I was thinking of switching these uh, two topics around, but now let's keep it the way it is. All right, so we have unexpected uh, resignations abound here in the city of. Tampa, uh, and we kind of bring these about only because, uh, again, you know, if uh, you look hard enough, uh, there's a lot of issues, I'm sure, happening very similarly in a town or city near you. Uh, well, it turns out that uh, uh, the chairman, the current city council chairman, um, uh, it may be resigning from the Tampa City Council, uh, all due to sexual allegations. And I do mean to use the N, uh, the S on the end of that, as there are multiple allegations being uh, used against him. As the as the Tampa correspondent representative. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> yes, please jump in there, uh, Mabel Yes, it's, it was quite uh, an interesting read. Uh, 18 of the 19 allegations were actually <laughs> found to be credible. Oh. And there were a, a lot of conversations I'd had. Um, he, the allegation started in 2019 uh, all the way until, until present day, um, the summer of last year. A lot of comments were made, uh, sexual harassment, um, nothing physical. It was a lot more verbal. Mm. And also one of the lines that he would use to this individual that worked in the city, ta- city of Tampa um, offices was the word, he would call her Seely. And if anyone understands what that name is from, it's from the color purple. So he was saying that she was ugly and that she was only being used for sex and slavery so it's it's a it's a huge issue right now uh, at the moment she, he is not resigned from the city of tampa uh <laughs> school board uh city council again when i saw the word Sealy, i was yeah. like oh my gosh i've watched the movie i have read the book i even went to the play and that's that's a huge insult that's it's yeah. very inappropriate. But uh, uh, this is from the mayor from Jane Castor. Since Orlando is is an elected official, I have do not have the authority over him. However, if he were a city employee, he would have been fired over these credible and correspond. Uh, sexual harassment uh, revelations in a statement she released. I know for many years in law enforcement that it takes a great deal of courage for a victim to make harassment and uh, hostile work environment allegations against any supervisor, let alone one as powerful as a city council chairman. Well, I mean, in these kind of situations, especially in today's environment, one accusation or allegation, one you know, is, is enough to get you fired. Mm-hmm. And here we go. 1819. And why, and this is just coming out. Yep. Um, 
uh, now this is somebody who, again, has been in office and, and then now has, you know, left and has been now back in office. Uh, but again, it shows you the need for term limits in these situations. I know, Nebel, you hate term limits. I go, but, you know, you have these people that it, that end up, you know, making a career out of holding office and they end up, you know, you know, just inflating their egos to Cosby numbers, man, (laughs) to the extent that, well, yes. I mean, the thing that they are above the law, you know, that they are untouchable. And, And again, when you've kind of been even in the periphery of that environment, you, it's easy to understand. Yeah. When I worked at Senator Rubio's office, you go to uh, events mm-hmm. and, oh, you know, you're sitting up front or you're sitting at the head table or you're, you know, you're sitting at the head of the table mm-hmm. and, you know, and everybody's addressing you very formally. And so all of a sudden, you know, your, your ego's kind of getting inflated because, you know, everybody's treating you like you're somehow better than when again, in reality, these people work for us. Mm-hmm. They are serving. They are, yes. they are, they are civil servants. I hate this kind of dude, whether it's in politicians or it's in business people or even just somebody whose dad left them a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, you've known your whole life, you know, it, it's just like it, a lot of the conversations that are happening, you know, some of which were very important that came out of the Me Too movement, uh, you know, talking about interactions between men and women. We're actually talking about interactions between women and about 5% of guys. Correct. Right. And, and the worst 5% and the most flagrant who, who pull this stuff. And, and it just it, it's, it just annoys me, you know, as, as somebody who has had zero convictions for anything wrong in his life. Uh, let's talk about, like, you know, why that is that that person is the way he is. Mm-hmm. And really dig into it. And I think the guy's life should be ruined. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. crude, at, at the yeah, very least, publicly. It was not only comments, it was sexual gestures. It was yeah. derogatory comments to the woman and repeatedly uh, referencing this employee as Seely, the name of a character yeah. of the color purple who was abused and told she was ugly. That is from the Tampa Business Journal, by but the way. And, and, and look, and, and, and people are going to try to say, oh, well, there's no need to make this a partisan thing. Uh, but if he were a Republican sitting on the city Ouch. council, Ouch. there would be protests. There would be protests by the dozens outside of City Hall tomorrow. Well, the, the, and there, I, I hope there still is. Quite frankly, like, this be. is the kind of this there is the kind of be. thing that needs to, you know, it, I, listen. The, the the marching orders for for a lot of people, they, the, you know, you, you see these. It's it's it shouldn't be partisan, but the the avenues for organizing that sort of thing comes out. From a certain point. And that's the yeah. problem. But And so last time we had this conversation about the city of Tampa's uh, inner politics and inner workings, there was a whole conversation about, and this was during the Dunkfelder, I think two weeks ago now, when he resigned, we had intelligence then that there was additional scandal that was going to be broken mm. in, the city, in the city of Tampa. So our sources were definitely correct in that conversation. And our sources are still saying there are still another shoe to drop. So yeah. we, I don't think, I don't, again, I don't know what level the shoe is going to drop, but I've been told that this is not the last one that we're going to see. And this is now going to be a second city council member. That's going to have to be, it's either. Well, I mean, look at the county commission. I mean, you've literally got people who are under federal investigation. Alleged federal investigation. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it's on, on, on what planet is that there, remotely acceptable? There is a disclaimer. And depending on where the Rays make the final decision yeah. to put their stadium, <laughs> oh. Determine if yeah. there's a federal indictment or not. Follow the money. <laughs> but follow the money. I agree with you. I think 
this is now pushing to this point that we just need to get rid of everyone, almost everyone. Uh, we have we have friends on city council that we know for yeah. a very long time, and from what I'm told, those individuals are not in the crossfires at the moment of investigations. But we, I think, we need to get someone on from city council, and I think Lewis. But that's where it. you need to kind of approach this with clear eyes, right? Because the last thing you want to do is be the guy in the news and man, wow, I didn't see this coming. Yeah. Wow, well, I never would have expected that from so and so. Yeah. You know, it's like no, you you have to almost assume the worst case scenario. Well, and, and, and trust me, th- this type of guy, it, it, you don't just start off one day saying to a woman of color that making color purple reference. That's not your first at. Not only that, that sort of thing, I've either. been in city hall. Okay. Yeah. I visited some of these guys. They are in close quarters. I mean, yes. their offices are, are, are literally feet. on top of each other. Yeah. I mean, it, it is, it is tight quarters in there. Like how is not somebody else spoken out uh, about this yeah. and say, Hey, this is unacceptable, uh, unacceptable. This needs to go or you need to go. I, I love a ribald joke as much as the next guy, but I'll tell you what, like mm-hmm. when it comes, especially to people who are in Employees or subordinates, you have a special obligation. Correct. Yeah. Well, whether you're in business or, or you're in, in the in public eye, it, it's it's just it's it's wrong, and it's first of all, it's bad management. Correct. You should be fired just for that. Yeah. You know. So anyhow, so we'll be following the story there. Orlando Gudes, uh, again from Tampa City Council. Uh, we're going to see if uh, his uh, resignation will be coming shortly. Uh, again, that following the resignation of John Dingfelder, uh, who again was uh, overreaching uh, with his uh, powers there, powers that be in the city council on uh, some development deals. And so um, there's going to be, a, uh, hopefully, a lot of new faces over at the city council here uh, in short order. Um, and and uh, actually be paying attention to the yard sign. Uh, we'll probably have some of those candidates who are going to be looking to make uh, some of those replacements here soon. Uh, one of them, again, is a friend of ours, D.C. Gatufus, who has uh, run for that office. Uh, well, no, I'm sorry. He ran for property appraiser, but uh, he's going to be looking at uh, running to replace uh, John Dingfelder. Uh, this last one is a little bit kind of closer, uh, near and dear to my heart, uh, because, you know, it's kind of in my world of uh, media and, uh, and, and th- all things digital. Uh, so Axios putting out an article today, you know, talking about how progressives uh, are changing strategy. Not really anything groundbreaking here, um, but, but they are looking at uh, using, uh, um, well, through these online powerhouses, basically mm-hmm. these massive online digital companies, they're creating uh, what on the surface seem like mom and pop, like media outlets mm-hmm. around the country, um, putting out information, putting out interesting, mm-hmm. you know, kind of garnering these online audiences, uh, and then slowly over time start to kind of uh, manipulate, you know, public mm-hmm. opinion uh, and prepping, you know, again, uh, this public opinion to swing those in, in their favor. Uh, for upcoming elections. Again, nothing new. I mean, this is something since the word media was, was right, created, yeah. you know, under Randolph Hearst. Um, it's people leveraging the media, you know, to swing public policy and opinion. Sure. Um, but the scoop here being that uh, there's um, these massive companies, one of them called Real Voices Media, uh, that uses apolitical, non-ideological content to build up audiences, and then it can leverage the crowd on behalf of clients in what experts say is a potent persuasion strategy. Uh, President Biden, Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer are beneficiaries. Um, 
And uh, and so what they're seeing is that Facebook, Instagram users in Michigan started seeing ads last month promoting stories by this new site called the Main Street Sentinel, which, again, sounds harmless, right? In fact, I got a friend of mine who actually started her own media site um, in another state, you know, and it's her and her husband, and they just kind of write local stories. Um, but, again, you, you don't get to see behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. Um, and so oftentimes people don't know where these stories are originating from. Well, that's why you got a rep bomb the second they start <laughs> trying to go to yeah. uh you know like trying to make that move you make it unpalatable to do so that's right. the only way to fight back against that Correct. yeah says the aggregated content from both news sources and the White House itself touched on skyrocketing gas prices, broader price inflation, blaming corporate price gouging and Russia's invasion of Ukraine and mirroring lines from the Biden administration. So, again, mm-hmm. you know, talk about state propaganda. I mean, you have it right there in black and white. I, I also think so. One, one of the things that's very interesting is the advertising industry is struggling to deal with how well. Uh, millennials and in the younger generations coming up behind them actually see through advertising mm-hmm. because they've grown up with uh, all the tactics that were invented to get the previous generations plus the ones that were built to get the millennials when they were younger right. and I'll try and find these things so uh, my, my hope is that kids are uh, starting to become you know self-aware of, of these things more because th- there is no prescription for this other than they don't be don't be uneducated. I would like to think that there that they that there is some self awareness on that standpoint. Yeah. What I think is happening is is much like animation has evolved and movies mm-hmm. has evolved to fit today's uh, attention span in today's entertainment standards. So sure. has advertising. Um, and sure. the truth of the matter is, is that again, I think kids oftentimes. Yeah, they see through advertising, but at the same time, the advertising does work. Um, you know, sure. they, they, you know, if it's a particular item or service that they like, um, you know, now they're not going to get tricked into anything that they yep. aren't already persuaded to. But, you know, as again, a former marketing, you yeah. know, and a digital marketing and advertising person myself, uh, get it. <laughs> Thanks. Fancy. We, uh, you know, you, you, there are more ways to blur the lines than ever. Sure. You know, because of influencers, that's, uh, because of, you know, just the, the range of platforms that you have now. Th- that's why, like, you know, it, it goes back to the same, the same couple of things, no matter what the issue is for, mm-hmm. for the most part. If you, if you raise your kids right mm-hmm. and you teach them right from wrong, you let them develop their own critical thinking skills. Yeah. It's going to be very hard to turn R to D or D to R mm-hmm. in, in, in any of those circumstances. Right. No matter what kind of propaganda you throw on, if you have a real moral value system mm-hmm. and you judge the way you think and you behave against that, it's almost impossible. I wouldn't say it's impossible, but it's extremely hard to get tricked right. in, in, in that sort of scenario. You know, and. But that's but that's why universities have been so successful at changing have they uh, political plus political persuasion. Right? persuasion. Yeah, I, I mean in in general, in terms of you know, but political philosophy and political ideology. So so much. I, I think one of the things, aside from just the enormous cost, why you're seeing so many people choose to go to online universities mm-hmm. is to try and cut some of that out. Well, they're realizing now, what are you really paying for? Right. You know, especially when... It's a summer daycare. That's what it is. Yeah. I mean, you know, especially when, you know, the the Ivy League kids are the ones that got uh, got hit by reality the hardest. Right. When they realize that, you know, 
they're paying a ridiculous amount of money for what? The same thing that some kid, you know, going to junior college is, is doing, you know, and it's like, wait a second, you know, my buddy who's still back home in junior college is sitting at home on his laptop. I'm sitting in a dorm yeah. room on my laptop because I can't go to class. And, and it didn't, by the way, it didn't used to be that way. It didn't right. used to be that expensive. And, and does anybody know when it started getting really expensive? The government we, started backing the loan process. Ding, ding, ding. We have a winner. <laughs> when the government opened up its checkbook and started paying for half of the tuition or three quarters or, you know, almost a full ride if you went to a state school, well, all of a sudden it got really expensive. It makes complete sense yeah. why right. it's become right. to the point that it has. And yeah. people say, oh, we need to figure out a way to to help these kids and everything else. I get it. If you took out a loan for $300,000 and you're – you got a degree in basket weaving. I get it. It is what it is. Yeah. Or like how many Greek mythologists, like doctorates can you possibly have before it becomes a problem? <laughs> but again, these kids were led down a, a very inappropriate path. And it's the school's fault for saying like, just look, kid, there's like 12 in your program. Well, the perfect there's two slots in the country for this job. The, it's not going to happen. The perfect example that I think makes the most sense as, as to how ridiculous all this is, is the one where, you know, this guy right out of high school wants to go and start a business. So he goes to the local bank well, to get a business loan. Well, he gets rejected for the business loan mm-hmm. because he's, you know, right out of high school, you know, doesn't, doesn't have the credit to do so, but yet can still get a six figure loan, you know, to go out and pursue an education because that right. loan will never come off his credit report correct right he will no matter what he had he can file for bankruptcy it's a sure bet it's a sure bet no matter what well if you find somebody who died in a car accident in the same year you were born <laughs> <laughs> oh that got more, more oh, than man. jesus wow one, one last thing yeah <laughs> the final thing girl oh, i we I need to have these conversations we'll see hold on let, we'll let the producer call it do we do we have time for we let the producer call it all the time and you know no. whatever your decision i usually is. make the call uh no it's it's the producers oh wait, so we get it so oh, you don't get, get one get last thing okay no everybody but you <laughs> but my life all right we'll jump into one last thing here <laughs> uh again uh, thank you so much to everybody for watching the yard sign we appreciate you uh to those who may be listening to the show whenever <laughs> wherever you may be doing so um and, and again please uh continue to uh, help us grow the show as uh we are doing currently with the community patriots a uh, great organization of local activists here looking to make positive change in our community uh we'd love to see you get involved with them as well uh, go ahead and check them out at community-patriots.com they put on great meetings they also put on all kinds of events voter registration fundraisers uh, they're going to be incredibly active in this upcoming election season and so go ahead and check them out uh, community-patriots.com uh, we also have the Ashley Moody fundraiser our attorney general right here from Plant City going to be hosting uh, or going to be hosted at a fundraiser uh, by the Florida Federation of Republican Women's Tampa chapter, uh, the Tampa Bay chapter, the Friday, April 8th, that's next Friday, um, at noon, Doubletree Hilton, uh, by the Tampa airport, uh, that's in the West shore district. Okay. For more information on that, uh, contact Terry Castro. You can reach out to us through our social media platforms. We'll get you connected as well. Uh, but again, that's through the Tampa Bay area, Florida Federation of Republican women's uh, chapter Friday, April 8th, uh, April 8th at noon, 
with uh, special guest Attorney General Ashley Moody. Uh, so we'll actually be there at that event. Uh, we're we going to try to broadcast live and uh, hopefully have some fun there and uh, get Ashley on the show as well and uh, have some words with her. So uh, that should be uh, – th- 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 there's no shortage of people that we look forward to talking to at that event. Uh, that's for sure. It's always a fun time. Yeah, so uh, we'll, we'll uh, be looking forward to that. Okay, uh, my one last thing is going to be super short. Just excited about the uh, United States Men's National national team uh, after beating Panama into submission uh, once again uh, <laughs> five to one oh, yeah I just got it oh yeah somebody said yeah that they drilled a hole right through Panama for the second time um, uh, beating them <laughs> five to one in the late in their latest match uh, actually I believe it was here in Orlando um, and uh, putting them just a little bit closer to the qualifying for the World Cup and currently uh, they're actually looking like a favorite you know going into the world cup mm-hmm. biggest upset was italy italy not qualifying for the oh, world wow. cup yeah. that is That's devastating huge. that is massive mm-hmm. them actually getting beat by northern macedonia alexander the great <laughs> oh my gosh that's right i mean someone I, was not allowed back in the country oh man <laughs> I mean, that's the equivalent of, let's say, like the New England Patriots getting beat by like some, you know, junior college. The uh, Buffalo. You know, yeah, like, <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I don't even, you know, it's just so ridiculous. And, um, but uh, I think Northern Macedonia's run is going to come up short as they got to face Portugal and Cristiano Ronaldo next. So I think just, that's, just Cristiano Ronaldo. That's, all. that's only the world's greatest <laughs> soccer player. Um, but uh, that that's kind of what I'm looking forward to. What about you, uh, Mr. Ginter? Uh, you know, again, looking forward to, you know, hopefully my third time here, um, looking at some data and <laughs> an overwhelming 99.9% of the audience uh, thinks I should come back. And, Fake news. And, uh, Fake news. It's, it's, it's really, I want to thank all of you That's out real there. real-time data right there. That's, it, it really is. You know, it's a new Twitter? Where's Twitter? Twitter with the <laughs> I got it from the AstroTurf people. Very, there we go. They're very, yeah. they're very good uh, about that. So thank you for your groundswell of support out there, folks. And, uh, you know, it really warms the cockles of my heart. So. <laughs> Uh, when when I return, I shall be a yard sign man. An evil? An evil. Oh, he gets to do segues, but no. I'm going to do segues. Be generous. <laughs> Take it or leave it. I thought we passed it. I didn't know. Uh, the Biden administration. Biden? <laughs> the Biden administration's new minimum tax on billionaires uh, uh, wanting to do a unrealized capital gains tax on the on those individuals that are making over a certain amount of money. This is something that he's proposing in this next budget when it comes to, um, they say they can come up with a, a $360 billion within 10 years. Every country in the West has tried to, to capitalize on uh, capital gains. Unrealized capital gains has all reversed course because if you don't realize the market goes up and down and some years the market goes up and some years the market goes down, which means the government would have to pay you a billionaire money because of the taxes that were unrealized. Well, and I, I, I read and that no, this, one, no one realizes that additional step. Well, and apparently this tax policy is going to target all of 700 people. Yes. Mm. <laughs> I mean, that's the level. I mean, when you hire 85,000 new IRS agents, yeah. I mean, apparently you can target 700 and people. So, and so, and the, I, I can't remember the, the think tank that, re, that releases information, but every big tax that was always aimed for billionaires and multimillionaires always trickles down to the middle right, class. Of course. Because once you get it in, the, once you get a new tax in, it's almost impossible to get it a redu- uh, released from the government. 
Well, and, and, I, and I, by the way, I don't have a, ta- a problem with the tax only target 700 people because, let's face it, they're not picking them at random with a shotgun. They're they're picking, you know, the top 700 earners in the country. Yeah, the cream of the crop. So there's going to be some taxes that could theoretically affect them more than others. But, like you said, you know, you've got to be smart about it. If it's good for the goose, it's good for the gander. If you're saying you owe us more when yeah. you do well, well, then we've got to give you some sort of credit when it doesn't do Correct. well. Correct. And I, I've, I'm a flat tax guy, always have been. Yep. Um, so, you know, for Same me, when, whenever I hear this, it always sounds like the dumbest games you're playing <laughs> just to make everything way more complicated right. than it needs to be. If you really want to make sure they're paying, make it a flat thing. There's no deductions for anything. Right. Whatever you make, it's this much, and we're done. Well, and it's a campaign talking point, really. That's, at that's the end all of the it day. is. I think that's it's, what they, they're gonna they be say. That's the, all it is. Yeah. It's just campaign Two years that. from now, they're going to come and say, oh, we targeted the billionaires. We targeted, you know, the richest of we the tried, rich. And, I don't think they'll be able you know, to pass it. Well, they're going to claim that they got, you know. Why right, don't the Republicans come out and say, yeah, you targeted them with the thing to give them money when the, when the economy's not doing well? Again, that's people weird. don't, again, yeah. every Western country that's tried this has yeah. failed and has re, has removed it because it doesn't make any sense. Well, that's right. the obvious talking point. I mean, if I'm, if I'm the Republican Party, you know, mounting my messaging against Joe Biden is going to say, in a time of financial crisis, Democrats raise taxes on Americans. Correct. And that's it. That's all you got to do, and you drum that that uh, beat, you know, till November, and forget it. Game over. Mitch McConnell has already said he doesn't want anyone to release any kind of agenda for the Republican Party until after the midterms. Why? Because we don't need to do anything right. until after the midterms. They've already dug themselves so deep, so deep. And then you have our senator, who I love, who was governor for, for governor and now a senator, comes out with an agenda, and he gets smacked in the hand because of yeah. the agenda. And again, it's just t- he's taking one step too far and everything else but again they've done such a piss poor job this last when you've year been governor it's hard habits are hard i know i know you're one of habits you're one of a hundred now <laughs> you're not one of one that's right <laughs> yeah well, all right thank you again everybody uh, on behalf of enable david cabrera nathan ginter i'm johnny torres we appreciate you for listening to watching the yard sign we'll see you back here next week seven o'clock on monday evening uh don't forget to subscribe to the audio version of our podcast at any of the tech overlords at google apple spotify audible amazon iHeartRadio, odyssey and samsung podcast platforms um that's it everybody good night so long <laughs>